The following program is brought to you by the Tennessee Broadband Association. Lead Tennessee Radio, conversations with the leaders moving our state forward. We look at the issues shaping Tennessee's future, rural development, public policy, broadband, health care, and other topics impacting our communities. And now, here's your host of Lead Tennessee Radio, Lavoy Knowles. Hello, I'm Lavoy Knowles, the Executive Director of the Tennessee Broadband Association. This special episode of Lead Tennessee Radio is being recorded as our state and nation respond to the COVID-19 pandemic. For our first several episodes, we interviewed the leaders of the Tennessee House and Senate. We're now shifting our focus to those men and women who are leading the effort to extend broadband to the unserved areas of our state. Our member companies are on the front lines of connecting the unconnected, and our, their CEOs are leaders not only at their companies, but also in their communities and in the broadband industry at large. Today, we continue the series of Lead Tennessee Radio with William Bradford. William is the president and CEO of United Communications in Chapel Hill, Tennessee. United serves approximately 12,000 customers in several Middle Tennessee counties. I'm pleased to have William with us today, and William, thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks, LaVoy. I'm excited to be here. Great. Let's begin by talking about how your operation has been impacted by the pandemic. The kind of adjustments that you've made to continue serving your customers, what what have they been? LaVoy, great question. I'm really proud of the team here. You know, fortunately, we were sort of on the back end of a multi-year process to really uh, change the way all our internal systems work. And it enabled us very quickly in early March to really mobilize the majority of our employees and move them to work from home. So we found uh, pretty quickly and pretty easily our employees were able to take laptops, take monitors home, get up and running and serve our customers day one. I mean, literally overnight, I think we had about 75% of our employees migrate to working from home. And over the following week or two, as we were able to get more laptops and supplies in, uh, we've pretty much gone to 100% mobile workforce. in our field staff, you know, we've, we've kept our field operations running at 100% because we've seen just a huge increase in demand for broadband. But even our field staff, we've changed all their shifts, so no field staff have to be at the warehouse at the exact same time. Everybody's got a 30-minute window they can be on the lot each week. Uh, so pretty amazing how our team adapted. You know, I feel like they really stepped up to the challenge. Uh, the most challenging part is at the same time we were changing the way we work. We saw a huge increase in the demand for our product. I think from February to March, we saw over a 30% increase in internet traffic in one month alone. We saw a record number of requests for new service in the month of March. So at the same time, we were asking everybody to change what they were doing. We saw a massive increase in demand. And obviously, we were asking everybody to take care of themselves, take care of their families, and our customers were asking us to take care of them, too. So really seeing it from all fronts and the, and the team did amazing. It really, you know, as a, as a CEO and as a leader, it's really amazing to see how well the community stepped up, how well the United employees stepped up uh, and made it, you know, a challenging, very, very challenging month, uh, but, but made it through it. Wow, that's amazing that you've been that you've been at, that uh, versatile, particularly uh, with the increased request for your services. That's that shows that uh, uh, I think the um, the community and the world in general is seeing the the importance of broadband uh, as a required utility. 
Oh, no doubt. I can't tell you how many customers have emailed saying, I've got to work from home starting on Wednesday. What can you do to get me installed in two days? My kids are trying to get fired up and study from home. We need better internet. Uh, telemedicine is also sort of the third uh, leg of that. So between telemedicine, work from home and study from home and really just unwinding at home, streaming at home has become more important. Having a little uh, entertainment, you know, we've seen increases across all those lines. And so we're glad to step up and do our part to meet that. Great. Uh, This has also been a particularly severe weather season. Uh, How has this uh, impacted your service area this year? Well, I, we could definitely do without severe weather and a pandemic at the same time. I, I, we wouldn't want to deal with any one of those, but it seems we've had both to deal with in February and March. Um, as you know, no rest for the weary. You know, the tornadoes came through Nashville a few weeks before the pandemic really, you know, hit crisis levels. Uh, so we're just coming on the back ends of, um, of you know, getting back to normal operations after that. We're really fortunate. Our network was really resi- resilient. One of the things, the decisions we'd made a couple years ago was um, to ensure all our key internet connections to the world weren't just going through Nashville. So we had routes go through Nashville. We had routes go south through Atlanta, uh, going to Chicago. So we could lose a lot of connectivity in Nashville is down and a lot of customers in Middle Tennessee don't realize that how many big internet connections coming in and out of Nashville were completely down for a week. It was transparent to our customers because we had that resiliency built into our network. So I was really proud of the team. You know, when you put that stuff in place, you, you, you know, you, you're thinking about the worst, but you don't ever think the worst can really happen. And that it truly did to Nashville connectivity. You saw the big wireless carriers were down for, for long periods of time. You saw big internet providers that had a lot of large operations in Nashville were down. I was really proud of the network our team built. And, you know, not long after that in March, we had another band of storms that came through. And, you know, as you know, Lavoie haven't run a internet company. We don't like wind and we don't like lightning and we sure as heck got a lot of it over the last two months. So, you know, we're seeing record demand and at the same time, you know, undoubtedly when those storms come through, you see an increase in trouble tickets because trees are down, lines are down, lightnings hit people's homes. So, um, we we we're, we check the weather regularly, and we're praying for a good run here the next month of no severe weather. Right, I I remember those days. It's it's kind of scary. <laughs> uh, changing uh, focus a little bit, uh, United Communications recently received a grant from the state of Tennessee's broadband accessibility program. This grant was for one point three million, which uh, of course you'll have to match, uh, probably more than that, um, to serve Rutherford and Williamson counties. Tell us a little bit about that project. Yeah. Oh, man. We, we were doing backflips when we got the word from Crystal Ivy at the ECD about this one. Um, you know, this is for the Eagleville area and really the Rutherford, the, the areas in the county surrounding Eagleville in, in southwest Rutherford County and a little bit leaks over into southeast Williamson County. Uh, but an area that was actually profiled in the Tennessee and many years ago about the impact lack of broadband was having on the way of life in this area. And you wouldn't think that areas so close to Nashville still had no internet. I mean, literally no internet. Uh, so, you know, what, what's so, what's I think really rewarding for us is the demand has only increased because now those people, just like everybody else are trying to work from home and getting their students to work from home. And, and so they, this has really highlighted how bad places like that need broadband. So, and, you know, we're, we're going to match, like you said, a little more than 1.3. I think we're putting in about 1.6 or 1.7 million, making this almost a $3 million project. 
Uh, our partners at Middle Tennessee Electric have been there every step of the way and helping make this a successful project. So we're really excited about sort of us, Middle Tennessee Electric, coming together with the community to build this project. Um, we were awarded this virtually, as you know, you know, uh, the internet industry, even though we support technology, we're still a people person kind of industry. And we like to get together for meetings and ribbon cuttings and announcements. And so we had all these announcements planned before the pandemic struck. And we pretty quickly migrated to making a virtual announcement. We were virtually awarded this from the ECD. We had the mayors and the county mayors and various representatives from Middle Tennessee Electric and United make uh, video announcements. Uh, so it was pretty neat to see how fast community leaders, business leaders, and citizens have adapted to this new uh, virtual way of life. And now, honestly, the paperwork's coming out in May, and uh, we're looking forward to getting it, getting this project started and building it as fast as possible. That's great. Um, I know that uh, when we were helping to pass the broadband accessibility program a few years ago, uh, we were encouraging uh, public-private partnerships, and uh, I, I think your your partnership with Middle Tennessee is maybe a poster child for everyone across the state, to, even in the nation, to to look at. Would you want to expand on that list a little bit? Yeah, I mean, obviously, everybody knows Middle Tennessee Electric. They're the largest cooperative electric in the state of Tennessee and just amazingly member focused. So really, when they decided they wanted to be part of the solution for the lack of broadband in Middle Tennessee, uh, it was all about meeting the demands of their members and making sure their members had access to reliable electricity and affordable, reliable Internet. And so that, that's how this came about. They obviously own a lot of the infrastructure, the poles. And so by working together, we can pull our resources and make this really efficient and really affordable. You know, and, and Lavoie, interestingly, I think what you're going to see is companies, you know, the members of the TNBA are going to provide great stimulus. I, I can't think of a better time to kick off a project, putting Tennesseans to work, building Internet infrastructure for their fellow Tennesseans is a better stimulus project as the governor opens up state. Uh, the economy of the state here in the next few weeks. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, we could we could uh, create a lot of jobs and, and create a lot of infrastructure in a short period of time. Actually, if we had had a little boost from from the state or someone to a few more funds. Absolutely, and we're you know we're bringing our capital you know side by side. So I mean, as you can see from this project, we're matching more than fifty percent of it ourselves. So it's a great way to get a lot more mileage out of those you know state and federal dollars. Right. Uh, let's talk about your fiber uh, program a little bit. I know that you've really um, implemented or, or, or added to your fiber deployment over the last few years significantly. How much fiber do you have throughout your service territory as far as um, maybe percent of fiber to the home or backbone or just an idea of how much you have in your network? Yeah, Lavoie, 100% of our new expansion is fiber to the home. We we believe in that that uh, um, technology is a long future proof technology. I think interestingly, as you see the big movement to work from home, study from home, people doing Zoom and Microsoft Teams, video conferencing from home, the need for upload speed has become even more important. And only fiber can deliver those kind of upload speeds that people need really to be productive from home. Uh, not that we want to stream ourselves in 4K as we're on video conferences, but um, I think uh, Really, just even having the necessary quality to, to be on the, a video chat for an hour straight without interruption is pretty important. So I think this has just validated our business model, how important it is to have that upload speed, unlimited bandwidth, 
whether you're streaming, whether you're video conferencing, whether students are downloading their work, you know, fiber is the way to go. We've got about a thousand miles of fiber deployed throughout Middle Tennessee. Uh, so all of our new expansion is 100% fiber. Any new customer that's connected to United Networks, 100% fiber. We've 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 also owned a wireless internet provider, uh, and that's been a great tool for us as well. The, the wireless technology has come a long way, and so in very rural areas where it might be a few years before fiber is available, we're able to put up those towers or get on Middle Tennessee Electric Towers and offer retail uh, wireless broadband. So lots of tools to deploy broadband, but obviously the investment in fiber is the biggest focus right now. All right. That's great. Uh, and I agree. That's kind of future-proofing your network by putting in totally fiber. Uh, I know that the TNBA did a, a study a year or so ago, and uh, we found that uh, most were putting huge amounts of money into fiber networks over the next two or three years. Do you have any idea uh, that you could share uh, what you expect to invest over the next two or three years in your fiber network? Yeah, I would expect we'll invest over $50 million in our fiber network over the next few years. You know, for us, we're really, we think it's a great way to invest in it. We're here a long time. As you know, once you build a network, you can't move it. And so right. we're, we're really we're really committed to the Middle Tennessee community, serving the Middle Tennessee Electric members and then the rural customers uh, throughout Middle Tennessee. You know, that that's really important for us as many of our fiber projects are going in these underserved areas that people haven't traditionally even had you know, 10 meg internet. So for us, we're doubling down. We think, uh, you know, coming out of this crisis, it's really important that companies, members of the DA, companies like United are really accelerating their investment to put people back to work and bring broadband to people who need it the most. Yeah, I, I don't think the uh, general public understands how much um, capital intensive this network that our members are building cost. And yours is a great example uh, from a geographic standpoint, uh, it's not a large percent of the state, but $50 million of anybody's money is a lot of money. And that's, that's a huge commitment. A lot to commend um, you and your partner for for uh, investing or committing to that kind of investment for consumers in Tennessee. It's going to be a, a, a huge um, uh, boost for those folks, and um, it'll be a huge boost for Tennessee. I think Tennessee is going to be a poster child for uh, other states to follow. Uh, in the broadband accessibility grant program and other areas as uh, as well that we're getting support from the state. Yeah, I agree. Go Governor Lee, the Tennessee ECD, they were really ahead of the curve in terms of having a program to expand broadband access throughout Tennessee. And I think, uh, you know, it's given us collectively a head start as a state into, um, you know, meeting the need, the new, <laughs> the new crisis level need for reliable broadband at home everywhere. Right, right. Absolutely. Uh, I'd like to circle back for a minute to the crisis we find ourselves in, both as a state and a nation. It's kind of a multifaceted crisis. It's a health crisis, first and foremost, but it's also an education crisis, a jobs crisis, and a financial crisis, not like anything we've ever seen in our lifetimes. And I hope we never see it again. Uh, what does this do to uh, relay the urgency that we have to connect all Tennesseans to a reliable network. And you kind of touched upon it already a little bit, but you want to kind of finish up with that? Yeah, Lavoy, I think you nailed it. First and foremost, man, this is a healthcare crisis. So, you know, the first thing that we put into motion was really protecting the, the health and safety of our employees. And, you know, we're seeing even higher levels of stress. So making sure that those, um, you know, consultative services 
are available to employees. You know, many of our employees have spouses that have been laid off. So it's really a tough time from a, a healthcare and, you know, a mental health care standpoint. People are stressed. They don't know what's going to happen. And so I think, you know, it's really important that leaders of, of our state and leaders of our businesses step up and be there for their employees first. Second, we have an obligation to our community, right? Our, our, our service area, our customers, our members are our neighbors. And they're going through the same thing as us. Many of them have been furloughed. Many of them have been laid off. Many of all their kids are home from school. Uh, So um, it's just ubiquitous demand across every single household for broadband of some form, whether it's to work from home, whether it's to look for a new job from home, whether it's to do telemedicine or get your kids or grandkids up and running on their schoolwork. Uh, So uh, I think it's more urgent than ever. You know, we're looking for creative ways. Normally, it's a long, grueling process to build fiber, right? And, you know, it, it, some some projects take 12 months, 18 months to get from start to completion. So we're looking at ways to compress projects, and so we can pull forward a lot of that investment because we know people need it now, um, and especially um, you know as we head into and start thinking about you know we know schools are done for the year, but what happens at the beginning of the next school year, and how much demand will we need? Uh, to support you know, a potential scenario where we've got uh, distance learning, you know, being extended further into 2020. That's great. Uh, well, thank you, William. And thank you for everything that you and United are doing for the community and for the consumers of Tennessee to bring uh, modern services uh, to your area. And um, it, it's just phenomenal what you, what you're doing and, and how you're transforming communities um, into state of the art uh, technologies. So again, thank you, William. Today, my guest has been William Bradford, President and CEO of United Communications, and you've been listening to Lead Tennessee Radio, produced by the Tennessee Broadband Association, cooperatives and independent companies connecting our state's rural communities and beyond with world-class broadband. Thank you.